All right, guys, guess who's back? It's Mo. And we have a great show for you today. We're going back to the classics. So stick around and we'll get into it but here I soon. Heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. I want a showboat. But I gotta go, bro. Got a cooler in a cellar full of trillium beers. Yeah, I'm talking a boatload. Never in a million years would I ever drink a Michelob. Oh no, they might have brewed this beer from elephant feces. Hmm, what an elegant species. And you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault, wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening. A new podcast. If you like to wait two hours for one growler, you come two to the hours, right place. We love it, and if you need it. someone to mule your beers, Mo's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach. Now that's commitment, and that's the difference between Ben, Mo, and you. So up your vocabulary and grab a beer, cause this is noobed. Correct. Noob, this is noob. This is noob. This is noob. Hey yo, we're here with noob. This is episode 23. Mo is back in action. Correct. And, <laughs> and we are going to dive into a great show for you tonight. We have. Sounds good. We are going back. We're playing the hits for you. We have got the band back together, so we're going to go back to the classic segments. Uh, we have a quick rundown here of the tap list. It's going to be start off, as always, with what are you drinking and local releases. We will go into a throwback Thursday segment where we revisit a topic that we talked about on the show in the past. That maybe has come back to light, become more prevalent. We have a top five for you, holiday edition. We have vocabulary, and we have weird beer stuff, which we haven't done in a long time. And we'll end it, as always, with Shelf of the Week. Try to tie it up in a timely fashion, but we're probably going to go long tonight. No, maybe not, though. Yeah, so we will start, as always, with the age-old question, Mo. What are you drinking? Well, it came to my attention just the other day. I was cleaning my tap line and my kegerator. I've had this barrel of Finback for a little while, so I really got to get cracking on that. Yeah. So I've kind of slowed down the can purchases, not really at all, but um, <laughs> I'm going to start drinking uh, the Finback a little bit, try to get rid of that, so that way I can you know, move on to something else. It's, it's great beer, but I'm just I'm ready for something new. Um, with that being said, I do have a, a four-pack of Congress Street that I picked up the other day. Oh, nice. Can't, can't go wrong with a classic. And... Uh, I have the blueberry soaks. I have one for you. Um, Jess is going to finally start drinking soon. Shout out to Jess. Um, So we'll be able to to dive into that blueberry soak that they released. I'm excited about that one. Trying to get uh, trying to finagle my way because I have the blackberry still. Yeah. So blueberry. I want to get a peach Mm -hmm. and figure out what what we can do. I I got this like obsession now with the flight theory. Yeah. Where we're trying to work on a bright flight. Yeah. So. Um, Bright Flight is within our grasp. I can't see why yeah. a peach wouldn't be. Somebody must have one the, stowed away. Yeah, the Bright Flight is on the cusp, which is yeah, all right the variants there. of Bright. We just need the original, ironically. <laughs> yeah, the easiest It's like one. when you're hitting for the cycle, the, the single's the hardest thing right, to get. Right, exactly. Um, but we, so that's uh, great. What do I have? I, I don't really have anything cool, but we'll get, okay. we'll get into it later. <laughs> that's all right. You don't need anything um, cool. 
So a quick rundown of some local releases because we do have a big show. Lamplighter did a uh, new Imperial Stout they just came out with after midnight, which is a 9%er. I love Lamplighter stuff. Yeah. I would love to try that. Uh, Barrel House E, who we've mentioned in an old episode, did yep. a collab with Union Brew House, double IPA called Brain Dead at the Brew House, which is an 8%er. Pineapple, orange, mango, that classic New England style IPA. It looks really hazy and crazy. The second IPA now, they're starting to like really get into this, sink their teeth into the style, and uh, and see what they can do. I'm, I'm excited if they start brewing IPAs because they do some kind of off-the-wall stuff just to begin with. Yeah, and I didn't see any barrel aging going on with this. so they No, might their just... IPAs will be uh, part of their In the Buff series, Okay, uh, where they don't barrel, at least for now anyways, from the way I've understood it, um, their IPAs will be ITBs in the oh, buff. Oh, that's cool. So. Well, I'd love to try it, and uh, they are pretty readily available, pretty well distro yep. too, so we should be able to get our hands on it. I haven't seen their other IPA. It was uh, Bamboozled by Hops. Yeah. But I haven't seen that on any shelves yet. I got I a keg of it at the, the restaurant, shelves. but... But we did mention it. It's at Dorchester, but uh, I don't get a chance to I'd like to, to try that there. one, too, but... Um, Mass Landing, who I've mentioned on this show before with the green to green yep. uh, variation, and they also have some other great ones. I noticed they put out two collabs uh, recently, which I wanted to mention here on the show. They have a, a collaboration <laughs> with Night Shift called Landscaping Duty. Not sure what kind of beer it is, but I just saw it on their website. Eye-catching cool. name. Yeah. I like both of those, and that's probably Night Shift trying to move into the Portland domain. Would make which sense. Which they have, uh, they're working with Smutty Nose for. And uh, they have a beer called Bring Back Breakfast with Battery Steel Brewing, who is a great brewery on their own up in Portland, Maine. Okay. Would really like to get my hands on that. They're right next door to Austin Street. I see. Um, Every time I've gone up to Portland, I've missed those two places. Yeah. I don't know how or why, but they're small. I have. They're tiny. They're like Austin Street small, and I actually think Austin Street's a little bigger. Damn. Um, so that's all for specific cans. Couple notes here. Uh, Treehouse had forty cans today. They did sixteen, sixteen, and two. So three variations, forty cans, which is perfect. Uh, they're that's starting insane. to increase their limits, which is great. That's um, insane. Proclamation opens their doors on December 1st. We've noted in the Facebook group, we've tagged them and, and shown some of their teasers. They just had a ribbon-cutting ceremony with the mayor of Warwick. Uh, the inside pictures of the place look really cool. It looks a lot like Bissell Brothers. has that kind of feel. Their name painted on the wall. they got some funky funky decor, uh, and the battle room looks really, really cool. Did you see a time? Is that like a party? Uh, or they, is it just like come out, we're open They released you know, regular it December hours 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, yep. which is the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think. Um, I, I can I can send you the link. Well, I'll send it into the, the group as well. I mean, I am on paternity leave, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you want to go up. <laughs> yeah. I could probably swing it. Uh, Buttonwoods Brewing, who we had an interview with Morgan a couple weeks ago. They should be opening the door soon. They said they had something come up at the end of this month. Yeah. Or the end of last month. I would assume they're almost there. Yeah, and uh, they added a new IPA, a rotating IPA series called Learning Curve, which uh, is a play on the words, and we learned from Morgan's naming style. This will be his way to work on some new experimental beers for himself. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's so, good. I mean, give him a, like he said, he likes to experiment um, with hops that he's never seen or heard of or bought before. Or, yeah. So, I mean, that's exciting. That could be That could be really cool. Really cool aspect of his brewery. Yeah, and we talked about it before the show. You and I were talking about this before we started <laughs> recording. But the Goose Islands came out this past weekend. 
I was actually shocked that some of them were on the shelves before Black Friday. Yeah, and then always... again on the Black Friday, uh, they've been pretty available from what I've seen. Yep. Um, this could be you know people boycotting for InBev reasons, which I've heard on some of the forums. Could be. I think the product is great, so yeah. I'm going to pick it up. Uh, what What have you been hearing about the variants? Um, well, like like you just mentioned, the um, the regular the the regular uh, Bourbon County has been pretty readily available. Yeah. Um, Mucky's still has some. Uh, Douglas still had a bottle. Cardoza's had some. I mean, it, it's not super rare in that regard. Um, <clears throat> variants, not at all. Um, every liquor store I've called, and I've called probably a dozen, um, nobody has anything. The only one that I did see had anything at all was Yankee, and they did a raffle for it yeah. when I was in the hospital. That's crazy. Um, which is, I mean, that's a cool way to, to go about doing it. If you if you know yeah. you're only getting 12 bottles or 24 bottles or whatever, I mean, it's not really just throw on the shelf type of thing. Make it fun. Make, you know, make people, uh, you know kind of excited about it but honestly i have heard absolutely diddly about any of the variants even my my uh craft beer representative or whatever his title is for uh for my distributor he's trying to get just a coffee for me not even one of like the crazy ones and you know he must be having trouble because he's you know he's dodging me a little bit um but he said the coffee in the northwoods would be the two that he could possibly get um but the barley wine and the proprietor would just you know, out of the question. Really? So. No kidding. Um, I don't know why, but maybe it's because they're doing all seven this year where yeah. they didn't do that last year because of their issues the year before. Yeah. So maybe, like, they roll out the whole product line. I feel like they did build up a decent amount of excitement for it. Yeah. What um, was that? Uh, what was the trade the guy the guy was trying to get off you from Seattle? Oh, um... He wanted, what, the Northwoods for, like... It was like twelve treehouse cans. Yeah, like that. yeah. He was going for like half a case of treehouse, and I said, you know, even if I could do that, man, I, I just, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. That's even, you know, I wouldn't even do twelve Eurekas. I don't think for that. No, I mean it's a great beer, but it's just, it's not worth that no. the hoops to go through. So no. maybe we'll get a chance to try it someday. Maybe, maybe. not. Uh, and it's time to address the elephant in the room. Great transition into our Throwback Thursday segment. Uh, Trillium released this week, Fireplace Bananas, which was a beer that we alluded to uh, back, I think it was show 17 or 18. We, somewhere around there. We noted that Trillium, Monkish, Other Half, Cloudwater, and The Veil were doing a collaboration. It was something in the smoked banana ballpark. Yeah. We had a segment where we guessed names. We also guessed the variety that it would be. Yeah. They came out with it. We ended up actually finding out like the next day after we recorded that the name would be fireplace bananas but we never went back to it uh just you know i actually forgot was... about that <laughs> yeah i actually <laughs> forgot that we knew the name and then when i saw it i was like i f feel like i knew that that was what the name was yeah but i i couldn't i didn't put two and two together and uh it is an imperial stout uh mo what do you what is the number on that is a nine percenter uh, 10.4. 10.4, even yep, better. Yep, 10.4. Came out in the 750 bottle, which you know I'm a huge fan of. Huge fan, yeah. Had a pretty cool marketing scheme toward it, pretty cool label. They passed out little banana stickers with each one of the brewery's labels on it. Yeah, very, they, very cool idea, kind of neat. Stickers were a dollar. Um, they went. Uh, they were donating all of those proceeds to uh, the Canton, Canton Food Pantry, Yeah, which was a cool. really cool little thing that they were doing. Um, 
funny side note. I don't know if any, if everybody read the. Did you read the write up on it that um, they put I on their really. site? So they they tried to incorporate bananas in as many ways as humanly possible into a beer. Yeah. So there's flame grilled. Yeah. Dehydrated chips, dried bananas, ground up bananas, and banana puree in this beer. Wow. According to um, a source at Trillium, the equivalent of thirty thousand bananas. Wow. were used in this production of this beer, generated about 25% of the sugars needed for the beer, um, the fermentable sugars. Nope. So there's roughly four bananas in every 750-milliliter bottle. Wow, that's insane. That's insane, dude. That is I, awesome. I'm very excited as to what this is going to taste like. I feel like I feel like it could be great and it could be awful. Yeah, I but, don't know. I mean, banana hides a lot of things. So I expect it to taste very well. If you can get any dark chocolatey coffee notes out yeah. of it and that banana flavor that's going to be a really cool beer uh mo was actually lucky enough to be at the release he got two bottles which it was a two bottle limit yep what was the line like if any non-existent nothing at all um i didn't get there for open uh okay. they open at 11 or eleven thirty. i want to say in canton okay um i didn't get there until maybe one because i think i i didn't even see it you told me yeah and you maybe ten thirty. 10 something like that sometime in the morning soon as i knew yeah you were like you know they're releasing this today partially i think because you knew i wasn't in, at work so you were like i am at work so you need to get this so it, the funny thing was i just gone up to trillium the day before i know that that's what was that's why i was saying like it's funny that you went up to trillium and then i said that and of course the next day yeah. that happened so i think when you sent the message i said like you know i i yelled something some obscenity of some kind <laughs> and of course jess was like you know what's going on what's wrong and i was like you know you know how i told you i was gonna wait a day to go up to get the blueberry soak yeah and i was like kind of worried about it because i thought maybe they'd run out you know i didn't really want to risk it because i know the super soaks go over pretty well there i was like no you know what i'm gonna go up there and, and i'm just gonna get it so <laughs> i went and i went up for this the super soak and I should have just waited a day and i could have killed two birds with one stone but she was nice enough to let me go back up on the condition that I only bought those two bottles. Yeah, that's not bad. So, you know, uh, that's a that's a pretty understanding wife as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we are going to dive into that. We're going to try that beer. We're going to write a review for the Liquid Lunch page on 990WBOB.com, uh, which we will be featured on prevalently in 2018 coming up. We're going to do beer reviews. Our show will be posted there in addition to iTunes and Stitcher, however you consume it. Uh, we'll have some blog posts coming up, but we'll link all that back to our Facebook page as well. And just to circle back, uh, our direct-to-source beer was driving to Mo. I mean, we didn't do this last week, but that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be obviously the fireplace bananas. If you can yep. get your hands on it, I don't know if they have any available, but you can always get the blueberry soak as well. The blueberry soak is actually still available <laughs> in Canton. Um, I just looked this up, but the um the banana it, it sold out at some point okay so we will change the direct to source beer we're driving to to the blueberry sorks uh the blueberry soak from trillium in canton mass also from a four point of boston uh direct to source is brought to you by health source of fall river our friends todd and stacy uh, they take care of your chiropractic needs injury prevention injury recovery and i actually know ironically enough that these sponsors drove up to get that beer that's how i know yep. it is yep. the beer worth driving to so um yesterday check that out. yesterday at about quarter of eight 
Fireplace sold Banana sold out. Okay. In Canton. I wonder which if is they pretty much when they close. Any others? I don't know. Uh, but I'm sure they have an attack. Local releases and Throwback Thursday segment. We'll post some uh, bottle art for that. Uh, for that new Fireplace Bananas bottle. Also, some cool pictures when we do the review and get to try it. We'll post those pictures as well. Definitely. And speaking of bottle art, Mo. Big fan of bottle art. We're going to go into Great our segment. top five. Uh, I I came into this, the top five for holidays. I want to do holiday-themed things. It's a great time of year to do holiday-themed segments. You love the holidays. So when you first get into the holidays after Thanksgiving, you start to get into the Christmas spirit. Yep. Something that we used to do in school as kids, we decorate the doors. Sure. We'd have a door decorating contest. Yep. So just got me thinking, uh, we love decorating doors, and we love bottle art. Bartolot is basically a brewery decorating their beer. Yeah, that's exactly. That's a great way to put it. Often the first thing that you look at when you see a beer, sometimes it can be the difference between buying a beer and not buying a beer when you really don't know anything about it. Um, the description, the Bartolot, all kinds of cool things lead you to buying that beer. Absolutely It's a true. sales technique. So we're going to go with the top five New England beer labels. Uh, based on a number of things, Mo. Yep. As you know, Christmas decorations can be classic, they can be flashy, they can be crazy, they can be outlandish, so we will go with that. Um, Mo, why don't we start with the fifth? I mean, they don't have to particularly be in order. Yeah, okay. But why don't you start with the uh, your number five <clears throat> okay. uh, beer label for New England? I, I did go in order. Okay. I mean, I kind of ranked my I five. I tried to, but I, I'm not sure I'm in love with my order. Um, no, see, I, I'm pretty happy with my order. I did do a couple of cheats along the way, but, okay. um, my first one, number five, uh, not a New England beer, technically, but not a super unlocal beer. Um, I went with Tired Hands out okay. of Pennsylvania. Very cool. Their labels are always super cool. Just a few, just to throw out there. Uh, Alien Church. Yep. Um, Light That Spills Out of the Hole in Your Head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Double Birth, Oblivex, my personal favorite, Why Laugh When You Can Cry. Yeah. That was a super cool can. Had like a waterfall out of like a, a guy's eyes on the on the can. That was a really cool one. So I mean, Tired Hands does phenomenal uh, can art. So they're they're my number five. Yeah. So you did wacky kind of artistic. Oh yeah. Kind of cool. Eye catching as hell. I went with my number five. You know, Christmas you can be a traditional guy. I went with Maine Brewing. Uh, okay. The absolute simplest thing you can have. Absolutely. They have a tiny label, tiny tiny handwriting, but it's very distinct. It is. You know it when you see it. Yep. It's simply named beer, dinner, lunch. Yep. It's it's beautiful, simple, subtle, and their slogans do the right thing, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like their bottle a lot and their beer. Especially. Yeah, I mean, their beer is phenomenal. Yeah. And they, yeah, less is more in their case, for sure. Exactly. So that's my number five. Mo, what do you got for number four? Number four, um, in light of all the collaborations we've seen, I mean, it's literally making our heads spin. Um, how much Trillium's doing with you know all their collaborations? Yeah. My number four was the uh, the adult human collaboration. Okay. Uh, with the veil, uh, the human head kind of split open like that. Just yeah. a, just a really cool. I mean, I even bought a T-shirt because I thought it was really cool looking and yeah. just unique. And it, it, if I saw that on a shelf, that would clearly draw me to that beer, and I <laughs> I would want to try it. And it had color, which is unusual. Yes. For yeah, color can art was really cool. Trillium kind of screwed around with that a little over the over the spring and summer with a lot of their collaborations. So Yeah, mine, uh, my number four is Bissell Brothers. Uh, Bissell Brothers has such a cool logo. Maybe the uh, best logo going. Yeah, you've seen it on all kinds of merch. We <laughs> talked about this last week. 
with the fill-in co-hosts who did a great job, by yeah. the way. Uh, they do sell a ton of merch because their logo is so cool. Um, they do so many different variations of the logo. The Swish can is really cool, black on black. But my favorite is Substance. Great beer. It's got that silver chrome backlighting. Yep. Uh, black logo with some blue outline to it. Very, very cool can. And uh, very distinguishable between other beers, too. So It's always reminded me of a radioactive symbol. Yes. I, I, I think that's intentional, <laughs> I, I would guess. It has I, to be, yes. I don't, I don't want to sound like a complete moron here, but every time I look at that, I'm like, hmm, Very cool idea. Very cool idea. Because you wonder where people get their logos yeah. from, but that that's very cool. The Bissell House Brewing. And just three just letters. Three yeah, it's just it's so simple, simple, but they made it cool. Yeah. All right. Number three, Mo. Uh, number three, um, I went with a brewery uh, out of Somerville, Mass. We've talked about them before. Uh, Aeronaut Brewing. Nice one. Um, really cool labels on their beers. Just a few to reference. Hop, hop, and away. Uh, their session literally has a, f- a flying rabbit on it. Yeah. Um, the year with Dr. Nandu. I mean, I have no idea what the art is depicting on that can, but it kind of <laughs> looks like maybe a space adventure with a UFO and a, a I don't know, like a guy waving at it. It's just really catchy. And then their robot crush pills is literally just a this huge robot just crushing things on That's the can. Cool. So I mean, really cool art from them. Um, some color too, some yeah. red, some blue, and just having the white can kind of makes it stand out too. They have a great like cartoonish feel. Yes, to this, definitely, so definitely. Uh, I went with my number three is Clown Shoes. We've talked yep. about their bar a lot before. Their bar a lot is outstanding. They yep. offer so many different beers and so many different labels, and each one is like. Almost like a comic book. They, that's uh, exactly how it describes it. Great color, great detail in all their pictures. Not sure what they really mean, but I don't have to. I just admire them as, as a yep. piece of art. So I always look at clown shoes labels when I'm walking down the beer aisle. Even yeah. if I have no intention of buying them, I'll at the very least look at their labels. Yeah, then that's why they're my number three. So yep. I could have moved them higher, but but I have them at number three. So If the liquid was better inside, I feel like they could be higher. That is, but. that's true. Uh, number two, Mo, who you got? Oh, I'm gonna fanboy it. I'm fanboying. Uh, I went with another Trillium collab, uh, oh. the Street Shark. Okay, that the was shark a cool one. on a motorcycle. That was just hilarious. That was a cool. One. Uh, that was their Bellwoods uh, collab. The the brewery. I think that's the Canada Brewery, isn't it? Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, Street Shark, a shark riding a motorcycle. That's that's awesome. And I love it. Yeah, they had a, that was pretty cool. And, and color again, again. Color again. Yeah. Yep. So I'm also gonna fanboy it, Mo. I nice. went out to uh, obviously Treehouse. Benny went to Treehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the great monochromatic scene from all their traditional cans. But I went with the Curiosity series. Good one. Which is cool. There's 42 varieties now for me to choose from. Yeah. Um, what even, is that 42? That's what we're on? I think that was 42 Damn. that Kevin posted the other day, which is... Oh, yeah, yeah, you more. know what? That was 42. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they're fun. They're artistic. <clears throat> they have a great story behind them. Uh, they, I talked about in a Cool Beer Good Read the other time with uh, Dean McKeever, who creates them all, and he spoke with the owner of Treehouse, and they wanted something family-oriented, revolving around the outdoors and nature. Cool story, cool uh, artwork, so and a pretty cool series other than, you know, you don't really know what's going on with each one. (laughs) They don't really have a theme, but... But Oh, so that's my number two. That could have easily been anywhere in my top three. Sure. And we'll go to number one. Mo, what do you got? If we're going to fanboy it, let's just fucking do it. Let's do it. Right, um, go right up. Bright. Bright's a great one. Since, since we're looking for that can anyways, and we've been talking about Bright on the show a lot lately, that is by far, for me, 
the most eye-catching can. Um, if you if you see that in somebody's fridge, or you know when they when they post it on their Twitter page or whatever, that's just a can that stands out like the 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 funkadelic like yeah. hippie vibe. Yeah, uh, it's got the you know the guy with the the seventies style glasses on it. It's just just a cool can. I and I would go with the original one. The the variants are cool, but they they went with color themes on them, and I think it kind of takes away from bright in and of itself the can describes the beer the name describes the beer it's just really really smart can art that is a good one one, one of my favorite treehouse cans uh number one i went with uh a can that i find to be unique but i also find like their glasswork unique their growlers unique uh and that's burlington brewing company definitely they have that really cool like hieroglyphic design yep. Yep. Uh, it's different symbols it's lines uh, it's almost always the same, but a little different each time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the they, colors might be different. Yeah, the colors that. are different. Like, for the whale cake, they added the whales on the side yep. and a different pyramid. But they're always very geometric and, and kind of uh, interesting. So, um, that's what I went with with my number one. They do some really cool beers as well. Um, you can't really argue with their stuff for creativity. And the growlers have all of their things on it yeah it's like looking at something like out of an egyptian tomb or something yeah. it's and like they really pop on the yeah the dark yeah. brown glass and yep. then like the blue and white and the same thing with the glass work yeah uh the pint glass that you got on yep. your honeymoon um so we'll try to get some pictures of that bottle art and post it on our facebook group again newbd or new england weekly beer discussion on facebook join the group post some pictures of what you're drinking you can get in touch with the show we post a lot of links there too uh, it's a way for you to be interactive with the show. Uh, and that is the end of our top five segment, which was our door decorating, beer labels. Again, that was a little fun. Be an awesome door. Yeah, we'll go <laughs> that would be a great door. <laughs> uh, we'll go we'll go into some segments here further as we go down the shows and I want to lead up to uh end the year with kind of a best of noob. Yeah, that'd be cool. Stay forward. So we'll sure. go back over that toward the end of the year, which is fast approaching, believe it or not. Yep. Uh, we will go into our next segment, Oldie But A Goodie. Uh, fan favorite. We kept you waiting for this long. We're going to go with vocabulary. Love it. Uh, I've had this word. I tried to get to it last uh, two weeks ago. Ran out of time. Um, I tried to get to it last week. I ran out of time. <laughs> this show, it doesn't matter. We, we have no time limit on this. We're just going to go right through to it. So my vocabulary word, Mo, is actually an acronym. We do this a lot. Love it. Um, Easy. It's SMASH. Okay. SMASH, pretty simple to spell. S-M-A-S-H. Correct. Nailed it. SMASH is um, it's a beer term for single malt and single hop. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. Yep. The brewer uses a single malt bill and a single hop, and they try to come up with a delicate combination of the two and make it creative very cool style of brewing because there's really nowhere to hide anything right you can't flood it with any any particular thing you can't just save it by dry hopping it with a hop um so that for that reason it's used in many homebrew competitions Makes often sense. used by brewers just starting out to kind of learn technique and find the different abilities of each hop and malt uh the most prevalent example that i see of this is the long trail smash series that we get into a couple years ago. Yep. Pretty good shelfer. Uh, Definitely. I didn't see a ton of them around. I remember the Equinox yep, one. I remember that uh, one. Being pretty prevalent. 
I'm not sure if they even still do it, but it was a pretty good beer. And yep. another great local example of this for us uh, in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, is Cricket Current. They do a smash ale. They're rotated every month, uh, which is really cool, and it shows some awesome technique by the brewer for, to, for them to be able to do that, take a chance, and put it out every month is, is pretty cool. Smash, if you see it, now you know what it is. Single malt and single hop. It's an acronym. That's cool. I mean, that gives people, uh, you know, gives people an opportunity to take something simple and try to make it their own. Yeah. Kind of like the equivalent of like, you know, a cooking show where they give you five ingredients and they're exactly. just wicked basic things, and you have to create a, you know, a dish that somebody would pay forty dollars for. You know, it's stuff like that. That's cool. And it also kind of shows you how many different methods there are to brewing. I mean, oh yeah, so many different temperature points, so many different methods that you can just use a single malt and a single hop. So many beers that you see now have three four five hops they yep. get double hop they get triple hop yeah they get all kinds of different techniques so so that's kind of a cool thing if you ever see it on the shelves uh the, either the long trail or whatever try a smash series uh and at least you'll know what it is you'll know it's a it's a delicate beer that takes a lot of skill to brew so that is our vocabulary segment and we will go into fan favorite weird beer stuff haven't done this in a long time yeah uh, so I'm very excited for it. Mo is going to provide the weird beer stuff this yep. week. So Mo, what do you got for us? The weirdest, the wackiest, gotcha. the wildest in the beer world. I have I have two things. Oh um, boy, two, double two, double feature. Yep, two kind of small things. I'm going to take you to two different places. Oh, I like this. So close your eyes. Always picture this. To set the scene. I'm going to take you to Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Ah, uh, beautiful city. I've been there zero times in my life. <laughs> More specifically, though, I'm going to take you to a bar called the Gingerbread Man. Okay. Uh, okay. In Carlos, Carlis, I don't know how to say it. Who who really cares? Um, you're gonna have to flash back too. We're gonna jump into Delorean, June twenty second, nineteen seventy seven. A little bit of history in Carlis, Pennsylvania. I remember it was a brisk, brisk morning. Yep, beautiful day. Yeah, uh, Stephen Petrosino. Yes, yeah, who we graduated Stevie with. Stevie P. Yeah. yeah. Um, he set a Guinness Book of World Records uh, that day. He drank one liter of beer. In 1.3 seconds. Wow. <laughs> That's what? 33 ounces of beer. 33.4, I believe. In 1.3 seconds. Oh my god, Stevie P. He broke the previous record by a full second. The what? previous record was 2.3 seconds. He broke it by a full second. The most impressive thing... Holy smokes. But in, in all of this... Is that this was 1977? It hasn't been broken. No, well, I, this I record mean, still exists. I wonder how humanly possible it is. I mean, if I was to just dump a liter out, how fast do you think it would take? <laughs> I mean, that's we close. could do it with water. That's close. That's as close, I think, as you can get. That's it's him just dumping it physically into his mouth. I was very impressed by that. I mean, I've seen people chug beer where they, you know, basically just pour it down their throat. Yeah, but there is still like usually a, a gulp. Yeah, at least you know? one. But you're deep not breath. gulping in this case, I wouldn't think. And 33 ounces. That's insane. Stevie P. Hey, you know, he's a Guinness Book of World Record holder. I like Steve, you know, he's a good guy. Yeah. Always good to me. Yeah, he was a little quiet, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my second one, take you to another place that we've never been. And this is probably going to come off really awful because okay. I'm going to try to pronounce these things. Oh, boy. I'm going to take you to the Zhejiang province of ah, China. My favorite province. Yes, easily the best one. <laughs> uh, we're a gentleman uh, named Li. Guin. Okay. Guin, maybe? Alternate pronunciation? I believe it's Guin. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Uh, he's from Beijing. We just call him Lee. He set a world record 
uh, for driving over bottled beers. Yeah, I'm, so, not, I'm not sure what so, that means. So they made a road with bottles, and they put a car on top of these bottles, and he drove the car across two lanes of bottles, kind of like a railroad track okay, should we of say? bottles. Should so we it was say? a 60-meter track. 60 meters, yeah. He drove over 1,789 bottles before finally falling off the track. No kidding. So, so that is the Guinness record. He had tried to set it the year before, uh, but uh, non-optimal conditions. Uh, it was raining that day, so the tire slipped off the top of the bottle, whatever, whatever. He said he took the next year training for this. Yeah, I remember Lee. He did put a lot of time into that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you and I visit the Chinese provinces, mm-hmm. that's often in our in our spot. trip. But I don't remember Lee training for this. How long do you think it took him to drive over 1,789 bottles over 60 thing. meters, time-wise? So the bottle can support your, your car? I don't know how it was done. That's what I don't understand. That, I don't understand it either. It was a really small car. It was probably Chinese-made. No. And he's a... <laughs> you know... You know <laughs> This is Toyota. Uh, uh, um, yeah, he wasn't a very large man. Okay, I would hope not. I mean, yeah. Every every pound counts at that point. Exactly. Um, so, let me see. The, now there's two strategies to this. You right. can either, you book it. You yep. straight line, you book it. See yep. how long it can last. Yeah. Or you go very delicately as uh-huh. to not break any bottle. So, how long did he go? He went 60 meters? 60 meters, uh, 1,789 bottles. Let's see, if I watch Fast and Furious, you get a six-second car. Uh, depends <laughs> on what he had. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna say it took him an hour. Ooh, no, 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 no. Eight, Sixty meters an hour is going pretty fast. Actually. Eight, eight meter. Uh, eight minutes, twenty eight seconds. Eight minutes, twenty eight yeah. seconds. Meters, not miles. I don't know the metric system. Of, yeah, no, that's very confusing. Miles isn't metric, but <laughs> it's not. No miles? meters. It's Kilometers 60, is sixty meters. Yeah, but a meter is only like three feet. I. 39 inches. I'm going to need a fact checker on this. I yeah, think yeah. Meters, meters 39 inches. Meters is metric system. Yeah, no, meter is. You're right. You're right. Okay. So um, I was thinking kilometers. That probably. Makes more sense. Yeah, so 60 meters is only like minutes? 60 yards, 70 yards, maybe. Oh, really? It took yeah. eight minutes to do that. Eight, eight and a half minutes. Okay. Yeah, so now, was there, do you know, do you have anything about the course itself? Is it a straight course? Is it a windy I, course? I would have to assume it's a straight course because I don't know how you're going to do that with the wine. I mean, yeah. I don't, yeah. We turning the wheel and slipping off of it. I'll post a link to it, but uh, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Haven't seen Lee in a long time. So yeah. good to hear about Lee and Stevie P. He's still he's doing well. Two two great guys. That was 2010. But again, books. his record still stands. You know, Mo, there's still time for us. If he only did that in 2010, yeah, we can I do think it. We can get we can get 61 meters. I could call him. I'll put in a call and see what kind of car we'd have to do it in. Yeah, I mean maybe like with a Cooper. If like you mini Cooper, if or I had a golf cart, I think I could do it in a golf cart. Yeah, that, no I mean, doubt. That's, well, I'll see if that qualifies. I mean, yeah. I'll, put, I'll put in the I'll put in the man hours. So that is weird beer stuff. We'll post that again on our Facebook page. Very cool segment. Glad to be back on the weird beer stuff train. Yeah, um, yeah. And we will get into the shelfer of the week. We'll end every show with shelfer of the week. Rite of passage from us to our listeners. We're trying to help you navigate the. Winding bottle art that is a, a local liquor store now. Um, my shelf of the week is from a bigger brewery. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if you would consider it craft anymore because yeah. it is a gigantic beer out of Portland, Maine. 
a brewery that you are familiar with called Shipyard. Everyone's seen Pumpkinhead. Everyone's seen all the other beers that they do. They came out recently, which is a new thing from the big breweries, doing a New England IPA. And they came out with a beer called The Finder. 6.4% has Citra, Mosaic, El Dorado hops. It's good. It's not great, admittedly. Yep. But it is something good to try. Uh if you're in a jam, this will be available in most spots, I would think. They're going to push it pretty hard. Yep, I've seen it, it in a couple there. stores already. Uh, pretty neat can, too. Kind of uh, tie-dye-ish yep. with uh, the white letters, finder on the side. Uh, so it is a good offering that if you go to a liquor store and you're in a jam, you should be able to try. And liquor stores are a, a huge source for us during the holidays. We Definitely. have to hit those up multiple times. Yep. You're going to be around the in-laws. So Probably the best beer that they've made. Yeah, I mean, I will say that it's not world class by any stretch, but it's it's good. Yeah, I don't like any of their original stuff to be no. honest. But this is, you know, it's a different beer. It, it hits me a lot with like the Blue Moon type of feel. Sure, it's a little bit too heavy for what it is for a six point four percent, but it, it has better flavor than a, a you know a bland yeah malt based idea. Yeah, yeah, just a normal normal turd. Yeah, Mo, what you got? Uh, my shelfer, I went seasonal. Um, okay. Big time for you know darker beers, uh, rich, uh, flavorful, malt forward. Um, so I went I went with Mayflower. Okay. Uh, Massachusetts staple. Uh, they have just started putting out their oatmeal stout. Uh, they probably started that toward the middle of the month, but I've been seeing that on shelves now too. Five point four percent, sweet, real roasty flavor, uh, rich mouthfeel, good good solid fall winter beer something to warm up with not an abv that's gonna put you put you down for the night um just a real drinkable solid stout and at you know 5.4 percent, you can have a few of them and feel nice. good about yourself nice so yeah. mayflower real uh real solid brewery one of those brewers that never really knocks your socks off but never ever disappoints you and so. they do it the right way from what i hear too and kevin from the uh, facebook group posted uh, pictures of Mayflower this past week. With oh, yeah. New session yep. IPA. Yep. Uh, so check that out also in our Facebook group. Um, the Instagram for me is Boston Beer Benny. Uh, we are both on Untapped on Treehouse Benny. He is Moses Malone. Check out what we're drinking, what we're ranking it. Uh, again, we will keep you posted. We have our radio show coming up in 2018 now. Yeah. It's been kind of put. I kind of messed that up. <laughs> it's been kind of put on uh, a different. We are scheduling conflicts, but. We are, again, we're going to be on that Liquid Lunch page here coming up soon. And uh, we will be on that going forward. Download on iTunes, subscribe. Good to have you back, Mo. Thanks. For anybody who is uh, who is wondering or maybe, you know, has been under a rock, <laughs> yeah. um, I was absent last week. Uh, I was in the hospital with my wife, Jess. Shout out, drink. You guys all know the rules there. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to add uh, my daughter. Yeah. to the rules because i'm probably going to mention her from time to time I think we're gonna she's going to be part of brewery trips whatever whatever um so ryan <laughs> catherine joined the world on november 20th at 901 she weighed six pounds 15 ounces there so you go fantastic i am i'm a dad nice it is what it is crazy crazy corny, world. corny jokes are coming i guess you don't have to uh you don't have to have any certification to become a dad i am actually certified to be a parent i took <laughs> the class go. that's there how stupid this world is even better even better <laughs> Uh, but that is our show for Good the to be week. back. Thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you again next week. Thanks, guys. See you.
This is new. I heard it new, on a podcast. New. What episode is this? Do you know? Twenty-three. All right.